So the Kazarim is busy going to various Kamaras, which talk about the Mayras various Israel. Well, the Imam are saying the end of Oishafes. And he brings a few more examples of what Chazal say in the praise of living in Eretz Yisrael. So he brings the Gemara which says, what happened was there were two brothers, one lived in Israel, one lived in Chutzlaretz. The one who lived in Chutzlaretz died without children, and therefore the brother in Israel had a mix of Yibam with his sister in law. So he wanted to travel to where she was in Chutzlaretz to the Yibam, and when he asked Rav Chanina, told him, he said, Achiv that he deserved to die for, he says marrying a Kusis, which literally means marrying someone who wasn't Jewish, but obviously she was Jewish. But he means someone who agreed to have a Chutzlaret, who yared Akhra, why would you want to follow him there? Now, it's obvious that that's not a halachic um, argument. If a person is a mitzvah to do, the fact that it's in Chutzlaret uh, isn't a reason not to do a mitzvah. But Erawat was trying to explain to him the severity of leaving Eretz in Chutzlaret. And that is, instead of moving to Chutzlaretz to marry his sister and live there, he obviously had to do a mitzvah zibu or mitzvah chalitza, but it should be the other way around. He should, he should bring her back with him to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, it doesn't mean that he wasn't meant to go, it was just meant to show that Kira, that was an accusation against him and against the brother Dan Shemaim for having moved to Chutzlaretz. This is also one of the times we see in the story of Rus that Elimelech, Nomi, and their sons moved. To stay Moab. They used to live in Beslechem and they moved to stay Moab because of the famine. The halachic uh, parameters weren't as much to leave Eretz Israel because of famine. Kanire, in this case, they weren't meant to have left Eretz Israel, which is why it was an accusation against them. And it wasn't anything that was wrong, but that was also a contributing factor to the fact that they, they all died. Another din, Vishyasrim Mechiras Karakurakosi. This is actually not a din Darban, it's a din Daraisa. And it's also to sell property in Eretz Israel to a guy. You learn from the Pasuk, it says, Le'tachanim, which literally means don't uh, say things favorable about them. The Chazal also learns to mean don't give them a Chanai, don't give them a place to settle in Eretz Israel. So it's also to sell Karka um, in Eretz Israel to a guy. By the way, they apply still today. It's not a day definitely the Even today, if a guy wants to buy property in Eretz Israel, it will be to sell it to him. When it comes to renting to a guy, so then it's a question of is he going to bring Avodah into one's property or not. So if you're talking about a guy who worships whatever idolatry it's going to be, so then it's exactly Rabbanon not to rent in property because he's going to bring in uh, an Avodah Zara. If you're talking about a guy who doesn't worship Avodah Zara, so there wouldn't be an issue to rent to him as far as renting goes. When it comes to buying, um, it's always also to sell property in Israel to a guy. Now the next thing he says Why is... Why do some people do it? No. Which, just then, we don't have a source for in the Gemara. Unfortunately, we wonder where the Kazari got it from. But the way we have this thing is, It's also to sell the beams of a house and to leave it uh, in, in a destroyed state. Is it? That it's also to sell the, the beams holding up the roof of one's house. And that will leave the house destroyed, basically. Now, the first of all point out, we don't know the Salacha. We haven't heard of such Salacha before. Sorry, I don't understand this. Okay, so that's the uh, dinner, because we don't have a source for the Salacha. 
But the idea is meant to be that it's not meant to leave Eretz Yisrael in a state of destruction. V'she'amro, and now different din, ain't done in din eknosis out of Eretz Yisrael. Barachi is that for certain dinim in the Torah, we call din eknosis, which means that baseness to be a base din, you have smicha passed down generation after generation from Moshe Rabbeinu, and in order to judge knosis, penalties of based in, the Dayanim have to be smuchim, they have to have this level of qualification. The halacha was that there only used to be soimich talmidim, you know, as each star was soimich the next star in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Eretz Yisrael, until the cessation of the Sanhedrin, which was approximately the time of the conclusion of the Talmud, there was a continuation of smuchim in each star who were allowed to judge Dinei Knosis. In Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, even though there were Chachamim who are definitely on a par, if not greater than the, the comparative level of Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, but they weren't allowed to judge the Knesset because they weren't smoking. So for example, in the third Dara of Amaraim, just as an example, Rabbi Avala and Rabbi Hedonisia uh, were both smoking, and therefore they could judge Knesset. But in Eretz Yisrael, in Babel, where you had Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi and Rabbi, they weren't smoking. So they couldn't judge the Knesset. Not because these were greater than these, but because in Eretz Yisrael they had the Messiah of Smicha, and in Babel they didn't. Now this is actually interesting, because it wasn't that people who got Smicha didn't move to Babel. And the best example of that is Rav. Rav began his life in Eretz Yisrael, he was a Talmud of Rabbi Nasi, and before he left to assume the leadership of the Shiva of Surah in Babel, Rabbi, Rabbi Nasi gave him Smicha. So Rav was somebody who had received Smicha, and therefore, by the rules, he should, be, he should have been able to confer smich on his Talmudim. But he never did that. And it's because of this rule, and that is that besides that, they, they didn't give smich in Chutzlaretz. Even though there were people who were Samach in Chutzlaretz, and therefore could have given smich in Chutzlaretz, the minds they didn't, smich was only translated in Eretz Yisrael. Right. That's uh, another example of the prominence of Eretz Yisrael. Another din, and also the halach is that a slave isn't he runs away from his master. So if he runs to Eretz Yisrael, you can't return him to his master. If he runs to Chutzlaretz, then you have to return him to his master's jurisdiction, Eretz Yisrael. Now, what's the reason for this din? So when it comes to a slave's din in the Torah, that is that if he goes up a level to Eretz Yisrael. So we don't push him back down again, so to speak, to go back to Chutzlaretz to, to be a slave. Mashiach, if he leaves Eretz Yisrael, he, run, he runs away from Eretz Yisrael, so then it's the other way around. He's, he's uh, going to a place of lower Kedusha, and if we can force him go back, to go back to where he was before. When it comes to the Knossos, that the thing that uh, we're not allowed to judge um, Knossos because there was no smicha in Babel, so this is already this is a different Kedush. What was the reason why we, they weren't allowed to give smicha in Babel? So, there is Machalikas about this. There are those who argue with the Khazari, and they hold that the din of Smicha was people who were Samach. It, it happened to be that they were in Israel, not in Babel, and therefore they didn't get Smicha in Babel. We asked before, there were Marayim, such as Rab, who did have Smicha and were in Babel, so why didn't they give Smicha to the Talmudim? Uh, so, this is an interesting point. Uh, it comes up historically a number of times. And that is that the Chachmei Babel gave a certain precedence to the Chachmei Eretz Yisrael. Um, in a number of areas. Even though, like I said, they weren't less in the level of Torah scholarship, whatever it was, but the Ma'ala, there's a certain Ma'ala that they gave to Eretz Yisrael. 
And therefore, if you're going to hold like the first opinion, that they weren't allowed to give smichim baba, so then it's understandable because they weren't smichim. Even according to the second opinion, not like the Kazari, that there would have been a hetzer to give smichim baba, but Lemaisa, but Lemaisa, since the, the, that would have, so to speak, taken away the, the Maila, the distinction that the Chachma Yisrael had, they didn't do it. They left the Chachma Yisrael with that extra Maila of being a Samach. They lots of Nachimines from this. For example, as far as the Nachimines, the ability to be Makadish the Chodesh is only a base in Smokhim. And therefore, as not, the base in Yisrael always had to be the ones to decide when Rosh Chodesh was going to be, because they had Smokhim. Um, Similarly, in order to, it's not just Gnosis, but any case which is, the Gemara gives examples of other Nizikin, such as Choyvel, uh, whatever it is, a person who harms another person, so most of the penalties that we, we, could only be done by Basin Smokhim. And if that's the case, once again, this was left specifically to the jurisdiction of the Chokhmer Yisrael. The Gemara just says in Bible that those things that we were allowed to do was because Anun Shlichosayel Dar Yisrael Kavdinah. We acted as agents of the Basin of Israel, and therefore as their agents, we were allowed to, so to speak, we were like a satellite of that Basin, we were allowed to pass on certain things. But uh, things which need smicha, so the Chachmei Bavl weren't entitled to do. It's interesting, the way the Rav is saying it. It's an interesting idea. Uh, we see a shayish for this in another halacha. And that is, the halacha is, which Basin is allowed to judge capital cases? And the halacha is, it's the mission Sanhedrin, any Basin of 23 is allowed to judge capital cases. Right, except with one with one condition, and that is it has to be that the Sanhedrin is sitting in the Nishkas Agazis. When the Sanhedrin is sitting in the Nishkas Agazis, then any base of 23 smuchim, even though they're very far from the Nishkas Agazis, can judge the Nefashis. When the Sanhedrin is not sitting in the Nishkas Agazis, so then no base anywhere else can judge capital cases. It's a good And now the question is, what's the logic in that? Now, if you're going to say that the, that the basin that you judge capital cases has to be Nishkas Agazis, then it's only one basin which can judge that. But if you say a basin, uh, wherever in Eretz Yisrael the basin happens to be, could judge the Nefashis, right? So then what's the difference to us if it happens to be inherent in Nishkas Agazis or not? Or to put the question more bluntly, if that's as an example, so the basin of Tveria was busy judging capital cases, and now for whatever reason, the Sanhedrin has to leave the Nishkas Agazis in the basin of Nikdash, so what changes in the local basin here, that because of that, um, they're not allowed to judge capital cases anymore. And the answer is that uh, the aside is that the, the idea of the Sanhedrin sitting in the Ishkas Agazis wasn't just the fact that it was a central location that were in the Besamekdash or that it was uh, a place where Kaisha were anyway gathered. And there's another point also, and that is it was a certain Siyat uh, if you want, or a certain Rukha Kaisha that Dayanim got by being in the Besamekdash. Now, Kanira, it wasn't just the Sanhedrin themselves, there was a certain ripple down effect. Uh, uh, right, and therefore, if the, once there was a concept of the Sanhedrin al um who were getting this, I mean, Abakamish, like a says, that if you have a question, you have to get up and go to the place where Hashem chose the Basin of Mikdash, and that's what you have to ask. Because there's a certain Siyat Dishmaya in Psach which came from being in the Basin of Mikdash. And if that's the case, if the Sanhedrin al is in the Basin of Mikdash, so can you read all the other Batidinim who like subservient to them in some way. So if that's the case, that that that, that concept kind of extends to other Batadinim as well. When there's no Sanhed in the Shasakazis, so you imagine that there isn't that Syatishmaya which comes from the Basin. Make that if that's the case, Tayanim anyway can't judge capital cases. This is the question of Gmar and Saita. The Gmar says forty years before the Khurban Basin Mikdash, 
the Sanhedrin left the Besamidash and they set up shop in a place in the Khatari's Shalai. They went to the Basamish anymore and their fourth and four years before the Khurban, all the Bhattadim stopped charging capital cases. So this idea will apply here too. And that is if there's a concept that that Dayanim need like the Prophet says, the king needs of Araska, that Hashem stands when over the Dayanim. There's a certain Shmaya that the judges are given to and that comes to the Basamikdash. And we can understand that to a certain extent that's going to be more prevalent, at least more noticeable in Israel than other places. And then we have to understand the, the Khazari Shitta, that they weren't allowed to give Shmich in Khutzlaris. As other, uh, the, the base in Khutzlaris, even if there were people like Rav who had Smicha, they didn't feel that they were able to to judge, so to speak. Knossos, which is less uh, straightforward, Achiyuv, than regular money cases, that's why they didn't want to do it above. The Amru, Avira the Eretz Yisrael Machkin. The Eretz Yisrael makes a person more intelligent, and therefore it's also a Maila in, in Eretz Yisrael. It's the Gemara of Abbasu, it says in the first. What's the Swar in that? So the Gemara gives an interesting example of Avira the Eretz Yisrael Machkin. And the Gemara talks about Rav Zaira, who was a Talmud of the Amoraim in Israel, in Babel, I'm sorry. Rezair grew up in Babel, he was a Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda, and of Rabbi. And uh, he left and he went to Eretz Israel. And when he came to Eretz Israel, he became, obviously as he got older, he became one of the leaders of the Amoraim in Eretz Israel. And in one place he quotes the opinion of Babel, and he calls them Babloi the foolish Babylonians. So Gemara says, you see, when he was with us in Babel, so he wasn't on the same level. So he was a Talmud of the Amorai in Babel. And now that he went there to Israel, he thinks that he's now on the level that he can look down on the Amorai of Babel. So the Gemara brings this as a proof that there's a very there to Israel's Machkin. Um, why would that be? <laughs> so why would that be? What, what's the Kayach of the very there to Israel? So again, the way the Mephashim explains is the same idea. It's not that it makes the person necessarily more intelligent. But it's more it's more a place which there's more of a sad learning terror. Like before before committing that it's a terror, and then therefore being in Eretz Israel gave a person more hatzlach, so to speak, in the other terror. Right. That's very well. Now there, there was another Maharach in this, but that's not a ride to the Kazari. There was another Maharach to Israel, that's not a matter to Kazari. It's because that will depend on the circumstances at the time. And it's you do that we're talking about 150 years ago, in the late 1800s, that there was a lot of uh, tzaddikim at the time who wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. And uh, we're talking about the daily Olam people like the late Vakana leaders in Eretz Yisrael, the Maharal Diskin and Rishmul Salant, among many others, Chaim Berlin, the Maya Arbach, Kalishara, whatever it was, a lot of, lot of tzaddikim wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. With those time, that uh, being Eretz Yisrael has a certain a rarefied atmosphere of Rukhnis, which they didn't feel was available in Khuzdaris. Agav, those are the ones who actually made it here. We had the stories of so many other Gadolim who wanted to come to Israel, and they stay military. Hashem didn't make it work out. We're talking about Chavit Chaim, we're talking before about the Vilnagon, the Hashem Tov. There were many, many who wanted to come to Israel. Now, at the time, like we said, if the reason is going to be because the condition of Israel is, is uh, going to complement or contribute to versus Rukhnis, that's one simple reason for it. But at the time, there's another reason also. But this is subjective. And that is, being as Eretz Yisrael at the time, it was a life of difficulty. 
Uh, Israel at the time had much less physical comfort than there was in Europe, the countries they were coming from. It was much harder to live here. And therefore they said, I don't know, the Safka person that gives up any kind of Gashmias, uh, and at the time coming to Israel meant giving up any kind of Gashmias. So that was the Sgur, that was the Siyat Dishmaya, that a person would get paid back by having Moslech Rizrochnis. Now it's true that comparatively, even today, Comparatively, even today, there is a certain less cash here than there, but it's not, nothing compared to what was. But again, that wouldn't be a maila versus Israel per se. That's just the the, the mitzvahs that which we see always, and that is the person who's less shakun in cash mitzvahs that Hashem Baruch pays back by what's lachin ruknis. Comes to leaving or coming to Israel, it's not just a shayla of semantics or what a person feels the halachas. What Tarekh is that it's Mutzit Sliva it's Israel for? So the Gemara says, the Tarekh Tamutar, the Tarekh Lisayishan, the Tarekh Parnasa. There are only three Tarekhim, it's Mutzit Sliva it's Israel. Okani, maybe it's Mohammer, etc. But uh, it's, these things are dictated by Hadacha. Now, if it's true, if a person is leaving for a reason which that's the reason to leave, so then, Enachinami, he's losing the matter of Eretz Israel. But on the other hand, the Chiyuv of whatever he's leaving for is, is, is a compelling reason to leave. But people who think, no, what's, you know, they were here, why not, why not go back? They're losing out. 100%. There is a man in Israel. And it's a man that is that. Now, this is, works on two levels. There's a more, uh, let's say, apparent matter, and then there's a more un- unnoticeable matter. The more apparent matter is Poshet. Uh, it's, it, it, you, can, you can see yourself that, that the Yetzirahs, which are in Israel, aren't the same as Chutzlerit. It's not, I'm not saying there isn't a Yetzirah in Israel, he's doing very well here too, but it's not the same level as Chutzlaretz. And the challenges aren't the same as Chutzlaretz. And the atmosphere is not the same as Chutzlaretz. And the lifestyle is not the same as Chutzlaretz. So, 100%, the person moving back to Chutzlaretz, and I'm going to add one more point, the person moving back to Chutzlaretz, even to a Teradika community in Chutzlaretz, the mindset, it's not normally, for most people, it's not the same level of Yiddishkeit they had here. And I'm saying this not just as an assumption, I'm saying, to do a job of Avodah Sakhoidesh, whether it's a Rav, a Rosh Hashiva, a Magitsha, a Kirovok, whatever it's going to be. But the Maise is the being in Chutz Laaretz drags a person down. They don't feel the same inspiration, they don't feel the same connection to Ruchnis, and they don't feel the same, uh, even a smarter battery that they have in Eretz Israel. There's a Maidatar Israel which is apparent, that's on, that's on the more uh, apparent level. On a deeper level, it's also true. Because there's a certain condition in Israel, and even though, even though we might not be aware of that so much, you know, it, it, it translates to us into halachas, which most of them we're not doing ourselves anyway. Most of us aren't taking trumas and Most of us aren't taking for us. Most of us aren't uh, involved in the mitzvah aspect of it. But there is a condition in Israel, and it makes a difference. We aren't always aware of that, but there's a certain matter to it. And the Gemara says, "I've heard that Israel Machim." The Gemara brings in the Midrashim stories about that. Even during the goddess. It wasn't just when the base of was built. When Arab Zaira, for example, the Gemara's example, is talking of 200 years after the Khurban. So, yes, there is a matter. There is a matter to Now, again, if a person, let's say, he would say, hey, there's no Parnassah, he can't afford to stay, or whatever it is, okay, that there is a case where the, there's a hetzer to go to Khuslarit, but in cases where there's not a factor, just time to go because, you know, why not? It's a, so then, it's a, 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 it's
And that is, he says another amazing thing. He says, Now that's a very surprising thing to say. Olam Abba is not something which comes so easily. And to say if a person walks from Sinai to Israel, he's guaranteed Olam Abba is a, is a tremendously big statement. Obviously, we're not talking about a Russia. Obviously, we're not talking about someone who's not a Maimon. But, but for someone who is a Maimon, being in Israel is a guarantee for Olam Abba. What's this far in that? What's this far in that? Um, so this is something which is which the Midrashim bring on this Nakoda. And that is just remember one important point. Starting point, and that is the key to Alam Abba is Emuna. The key to Alam Abba is Emuna. Emuna. And the fact that Eris Israel is the Eris Shaina Shemalekechuba, the Rashis Hashan, the Akhis Hashan, like we said, it's, it's dealt with directly by Hashem, means that the Yad Hashem is much more noticeable. You know, we said before, in whatever Hashem sends down goes through the agency of the sire of that nation, and goes through the agency of the guy, and eventually gets us. So Hashem is working there, but it's in a much more hidden way. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu does in Israel, so Yad Hashem is much clearer. And if that's the case, living in Israel is a chizuk in Emona. And that's what the Gemara says. The same Gemara of that the Amma Yeshiva on the Suh oven, because they, they see more than Emona much more clearly. And in Mary, that's the ticket to Adam Abba. The Shafa comes like that. But when things happen in Israel, it's much more clear. The Shafa comes not direct, directly, but when Kodesh Baruch does things, it's much more clear. Right? Which is one of the Swaras, as far as they say, the difference between the Nase of Purim and the Nase of Hanukkah. Now, Purim happened before Hanukkah, as we know. Right? In Purim, there were no obvious Nisim, as we know. That's the whole point of Purim, was the Nase Behesta. And Hanukkah, which came later, approximately 200 years later, there were obvious miracles. The, 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 the way history works should be the opposite. The tkufa of open miracles was earlier. But when we lost that tkufa, then it went into the realm of, of hidden miracles. Right? In times of Moshe, and in times of Nabi, the miracles were open. Later on, uh, as we were zakhir to that revelation anymore, we were zakhir to that gilui, so now they became more hidden. So if that's the case, why is it here the, is the chronological order reversed? Purim, which came much before, everything was hidden. In Hanukkah, everything was open miracles. And the answer is, Purim was a chutzlaret. Purim was in Chutzlaret. And therefore the Hanhoga doesn't work the same way. In Achadam Yaakadosh Baruch Hu was running the show, but because it's Chutzlaret, it's not so clear. Mashiach and Chanukah haven't turned around the show. And if that's the case, the ability to do Nisim was much clearer. Even though it happened later, but Lemaizah had the Koyach Anais. And that's exactly the point we say. That there's a certain, the Maila of the, the fact that the Emun is more clear in Eretz Yisrael because it's, uh, it's more easy, it's easier to see the Adashim. And you just finish with this last line. And the story, we might tell the story of Rav Zaira, we mentioned before, when he wanted to move to go, move, go to Israel, so he came to the Yadah River, and there wasn't a ferry boat to carry him across. Because can you read, there was a ferry just across people the, the river, the boat wasn't there. So instead of waiting for the next boat to arrive, he started, he started there was a rope across the river, he started you know, crossing the Yadah on a rope. So the Gemara says, Akuti saw him, and he says to him, what's the big rush? But wait a bit, it's not here today, it's tomorrow, the boat will come, right? You have to try and do acrobatics and cross the river in such a difficult way, the boat will take you across. So Zerah's answer was, he said, The place which Moshe and Aaron never got to see, had an get to see it. Right now I have the chance to get there to show where I'm going to wait till tomorrow, I might lose the chance. 
And therefore, the, so much the Chaviv was very strong, he was prepared to, so to speak, a kind of, yeah, have to, like, that, like such kind of trapeze artist to climb a rock to get to Israel rather than wait another day, maybe he'll lose the opportunity. And therefore, this finishes the Kuzari's name on the Chashivas and on the Maida that we see by Israel.